Welcome to a powerful message from the Lighthouse Chapel International, Bronx North Branch. Lighthouse Chapel International branches worldwide provide every member the training, support, and encouragement to fulfill the Great Commission and to go to heaven and hear Jesus say, Well done, my good and faithful servant. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. grateful we thank you Lord for a wonderful day like this we thank you Lord that you thought of us and you gave your only begotten son to us on this day Lord we have set aside to commemorate and celebrate this great day that you came on earth to save us what a God you are your love surpasses the understanding of man father we are grateful and we are thankful we thank you Lord that you are a God that loves a God whose love is unconditional we give you glory and honor we appreciate all that you have done for us we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Somebody clap your hands together for Jesus. And um, are you happy to be here? Are you glad to be here? Are you serious? Are you happy? Ask your neighbor, are you happy to be here? Ask your neighbor, are you glad to be here? wonderful why don't you take your seats and let's share the word of god for just a short time amen, amen. young man where are you going sit down sit down all of you just sit down the youth can join us I mean as besides the babies you know the ones that can stay quietly it's Christmas Christmas is for children because they appreciate Christmas I think they gave us a very beautiful drama it was really beautiful and we thank the safe teachers for their dedication. It is not easy to teach children to do things like that. Do you understand? And so um, I think they have done wonderfully. And God will bless them. God will bless all the children. See, it is important to bring your child to church for them to learn things like this. Do you understand? For them to be accustomed to days like this prepare for days like this to value days like this it's important well turn with me to matthew chapter 1 and verse number 18 matthew chapter 1 and verse 18 today i want to share with you a message that i call a savior is born 
a savior is born. Wow. Turn to your neighbor and announce to your neighbor and say, a savior is born. Say, in case you did not know, a Savior is born. Hallelujah. Now, I want to read. It says, now, the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise. When, as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privily. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost and she shall bring forth a son and thou shalt call his name Jesus for he shall save his people from their sins behold a virgin shall be with child and shall bring forth a son and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. Then Joseph, being raised from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord had bidden him, and took unto him his wife, and knew her not till she had brought forth her firstborn son, and he called his name Jesus. Luke chapter 2 and verse 10. Luke chapter 2 and verse 10. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Read again Matthew 1 and verse 21. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Luke 2, 10 to 11. And the angel said unto him, unto them fear not for i bring you good tidings of great joy which shall be to all people for unto you is born this day in the city of david a savior which is christ the lord Amen. hallelujah Amen. you see you may not have thought about christmas but it is all about salvation. Christmas is all about salvation. Christmas is the celebration of the birth of a savior. 
It is the day that we have set aside to celebrate the birth of a savior. Now we are not concerned about the accuracy of the day. Whether Jesus was actually born December 25th or not. But it is the day that we have all agreed that it is the day that we have chosen to be the day that the Savior was given to us here on earth. And when two shall agree as touching anything here on earth, it shall be done also in the heavens. So this is the day that we have agreed to celebrate the birth of a Savior. Christmas without salvation is meaningless. Christmas without remembrance of salvation, without talking about salvation, is meaningless. Hallelujah. You see, people worldwide celebrate this day. People from all walks of life choose to celebrate this day without understanding what it actually symbolizes. People celebrate Christmas not knowing or not even thinking of what it actually symbolizes. And so even people try to remove Christ from Christmas. Because they do not understand what the day actually symbolizes. They do not understand why it has become such a symbolic day. People from all walks of life celebrate Christmas. Many people travel long journeys. They plan ahead throughout the year, planning to go and celebrate Christmas. Travel, buy tickets, fly to various places just to celebrate Christmas. People fly to be with their families. And they are not all Christians. They are not all Christians. But they celebrate Christmas. Hallelujah. Schools are closed down. Stores are closed down. All over the world. They have to celebrate Christmas. Cities and towns are decorated. Villages are decorated with lights, bright colors. There might not be a Christian village. It might not be a Christian town. But they decorate with colorful lights to celebrate Christmas. There is no other holiday like Christmas. People do not celebrate Thanksgiving Day like Christmas. The world superpower, their Independence Day, is not celebrated like Christmas. There is no other holiday like Christmas. And if we have agreed that this is the day that we have set aside to celebrate Christmas, then it has been ordained in the heavens that the day will be this day. Hallelujah. Now I'm saying that the majority of the people who partake in the celebration of Christmas are not even Christians. The large group of people who celebrate Christmas, who make so much noise about Christmas, are not all Christians. 
But what they do not know, what they do not understand, is that they are fulfilling scripture. They are fulfilling scripture. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy. There will be great joy in the land. Not to just a group of people. I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. They can be Muslims, but it will be a day of great joy. They can be Hindus, but there will be a great of a day of great joy. It does not matter. They can be white, they can be black. It will be a day of great joy. It shall be a day of great joy unto all people, whether you like it or not, because it is a day in the heavens that it will be a day of great joy. And so you will celebrate. You will decorate your town, whether it is a Christian town or not. And they don't know that they are fulfilling scripture. They don't understand that they are fulfilling scripture. You see, the word of God is so true. What God has said, it is what will come to pass. And whether you like it or not, you will celebrate Christmas. You will celebrate Christmas. You can say you are a Muslim and so you open your store on Christmas Day. No one will come to your store. You will be forced to close your store to be with your family at home. You have to celebrate Christmas. You have to eat a special type of food on that day. You have to. It will be a day of great joy. I bring you good tidings. I bring you good tidings. I bring you good tidings. To all men. To all women. To all people of all walks of life. No wonder everyone has to celebrate Christmas because it is a day of great joy unto all people. To all people. To all people. To all people. people. He didn't choose to the people who believe, but it is a day of great joy to all people. To all people. Hallelujah. God went a great deal to save us. He says, for unto you is born this day in the city of David. Unto you is born this day in the city of David. A savior. A savior. Which is Christ the Lord. Unto you is born this day in the city of David. A savior which is Christ the Lord. A savior which is Christ the Lord. He is born unto all people. Hallelujah. God went great lengths to offer you and me salvation. He went to great lengths. You see, if you see a colony of ants, do you know a colony of ants? That means a group of ants. A group of ants is called a colony of ants. And a group of cows are called what? A head of cattle or a head of cows. What about a group of fish? A school of fish? What about a group of ships? A fleet? You see, you, you, you come to church on Christmas and you are learning English. A fleet of ships. What about a group of lions? What? 
group of lions a pride of lions put your hands together for the young man a pride of lions wonderful you all have to have a book called student companion you don't even know what it is you have to have student companion amen wonderful now i was saying if you see a colony of ants if you find a colony of ants that is a group of ants together and they are crawling to a place and you see that water is flowing from this place and it's going to destroy these ants if they continue on that path you may want to save them you may have pity for them and you may want to save them now if you go and stand in front of the ants and you say stop they will not listen to you do you understand what i'm sharing with you they will not listen to you if you want to save a colony of ants which are marching to their destruction you ought to become an ant yourself before you can reach them before they can hear you is somebody understanding what i'm sharing with you otherwise with a good heart that you have with all your good intentions you may stand and command them and say turn around and go this way because destruction awaits you here they will not listen to you when god wanted to save us he had to come in the form of man for us to receive god he had to become like us hallelujah I said, God went a great length to save us. Turn to Philippians chapter 2 and verse 5. We can look at the Amplified Version if you do have it. It's a little tough, but you will. Philippians chapter 2 and verse 5. It says, let this same attitude and purpose and humble mind be in you, which was in Christ Jesus. Let him be your example in humility. Who although being essentially one with God. Essentially one with God. And in the form of God. Possessing the fullness of the attributes which make God God. Jesus was possessing the fullness of the attributes which make God God. He was God. Did not think this equality with God was a thing to be eagerly grasped or retained. He didn't think that I am God and I need to remain in this form. But stripped himself of all privileges and rightful dignity. Are you here church? I'm talking about God. He said he stripped himself of all privileges and rightful dignity so as to assume the guise of a servant or slave. In that he became like men. He became like men. When when you want to save ants, you have to become an ant. In that he became like man 
and was born a human being. God became a human being. I'm talking about Christmas. What is Christmas? And after he had appeared in a human form, you would think he would have stopped there. You would think it is low enough for God, the almighty God himself, to just become human being. You would think it was good enough. It was just low enough to have stripped himself of all the dignity and become a human being. He says, and after he had appeared in human form, he abased. He abased means he went lower. He abased and humbled himself still further. He humbled himself still further. I'm showing you what has gone in to offer you salvation. He abased and humbled himself still further and carried his obedience to the extreme of death. Wow. Wow. The almighty God, the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end, the creator of the heavens and the earth, the one who made the sun and the moon, he stripped himself of all dignity, all divine dignity. He stripped himself. It would have been low enough if he had come on earth as a king and be worshipped. It would have been low enough. But he abased himself. He abased himself and humbled himself still further, still further. So you see God coming from his throne, coming down and lower and lower and lower. And he has come down as a human being. And you would think he will stay as a human being low enough. But he went down further, even further. And carried his obedience to the extreme of death. Not an ordinary death, but the extreme of death. The extreme of death. You see, many people die honorable death. Do you understand? Many people die in their sleep. Many people are sick. They are on a, in a hospital bed and families all around them. Children, grandchildren, in-laws, everyone around them. And they're singing and they are remembering good times. And then the person passes. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? He says he went to the extreme. He, he said he carried his obedience to the extreme of death, even the death of the cross. Therefore, because he stooped so low, you see, to die on the cross is the, the least of death any man can experience. People who die on the cross are criminals. People who die on the cross are people who are unworthy to be amongst us. 
It's like we put you in life imprisonment because you are not worthy to be within the people. You are not, you are not worthy to be in a society. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? He says, he humbled himself. He said, therefore, because he stooped so low, because he stooped so low, because he went so low, God went so low. I'm talking about your salvation and my salvation. Because he stooped so low, God has highly exalted him and has freely bestowed on him the name that is above every name. God, has, God did not know what to do with him. He says, can a God come so low for the sake of man? Can a God come so low? Can a God demote himself? Demote himself of his divine dignity and come so low as a form of a human being and not even stay there but become as a servant and not even stay there but die a miserable disgraceful death. Can God come so low? God did not know what to do with him. He says if a God can strip himself this low and come that low then no matter who you are at the mention of this name Jesus you will bow. Every knee will bow. Whether you are a Muslim, whether you are a Hindu whoever you are at the mention of the name Jesus every knee ought to bow. Every knee ought to bow. And so he says, this is a great day. I bring you good tidings. I bring you good tidings. I bring you good tidings. I went so far to bring you my son. And so you will bow. You will bow. You will bow. You will bow. At the mention of the name Jesus, every knee shall bow. You will bow. You will bow. Whoever you are, you will bow. You see, you do not understand what God went through. If we understand what God went through, this whole place will be packed and overflowing. But we don't understand what God went through. We think it's Christmas. It's not like beautiful like that. It's not like that. God went great lengths to offer you and I salvation. Amen. Amen. So he says, at the mention of that name, every knee will bow. That is, at the name of Jesus, every knee should and must bow. Must bow. At the mention of the name Jesus, every knee must bow. And so if here on earth we have agreed that this is the day that we have chosen to commemorate the day the Savior arrived, then every knee will bow. Every knee will bow. It's not by accident. It's not by chance. It's not like any other holiday. You can have Thanksgiving here. It's not Thanksgiving in other places. I'm telling you, as important as Thanksgiving is to you, as important as Independence Day is to you, close all post office and close all banks and 
do all and give all kinds of holidays and let everybody stay home. It is not the same in every other part of the world. No one is celebrating Independence Day because it is Independence Day in a world superpower. There is no other day like Christmas. Hallelujah. It becomes international holiday because I bring you good tidings of great joy which shall be to all people. To all people. A savior is born. A savior has arrived. A savior is born. Hallelujah. A savior is born. God went a great extent to bring us salvation. So he says, every knee, every knee, and every tongue, every tongue, frankly and openly, you will ask everyone, what is the day? They will say, it is Christmas, the celebration of the birth of the Savior. They will openly, open their mouth to confess. Why didn't you open your store today? Because today is Christmas. And every tongue, frankly and openly, confess and acknowledge, and acknowledge, you ought to acknowledge it, that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Come on. Put your hands together for the Lord. Jesus is Lord. A Savior is born. Amen. Amen. God went a great extent and a great length to bring us salvation. You see, God was willing even to inconvenience the lives of other people. To inconvenient the lives of other people. He found it was worth it. It was worth to inconvenient a young woman, to inconvenient her marriage, to embarrass her. It was worth it to bring salvation to all people. It was worth it. If a God can strip himself of his dignity and come here on earth as a, as a human being, it was worth it to inconvenient a young woman's marriage. To bring an embarrassment to a young woman and say, you are going to be pregnant. People will not understand. People may think you may have fornicated. You may have done something evil. You may have done something wrong to conceive this pregnancy. But it is worth that embarrassment. It is worth that embarrassment. God was willing to inconvenience a young man. And say, you are going to have this woman as your wife. Yes, she's pregnant, but you are going to marry her. Agree? Yes, agree. The man agreed. The woman, he said, you are going to be pregnant. He says, how? I, I don't know a man. How? He says, the, the Holy Ghost will come upon you and he will overshadow you. He says, let it be unto me. Let it be unto your handmaiden. God was willing to inconvenient other people to bring salvation. God was willing to inconvenience the lives of two other people to bring a forerunner 
for the Savior. Two young couples, married, serving God, praying. And he says, I am closing your womb until the time is ready for the Savior to come. He closed the womb of Elizabeth and Zechariah, fasting and praying. Fasting and praying. And God will look upon them and hear their prayers and he will turn his eyes away. He said they are praying faithfully and the prayer ought to be answered, but he had to turn his eyes away because it was worth inconvenienting this couple to bring salvation, salvation to all people, salvation to all people. God was willing to inconvenience them. They were in a church, seven God, seven fasting, praying, giving tithes. Pastoring the church. People will come to him and he will pray for them and they will have children. Amen. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? Hallelujah. God was willing to inconvenient others to bring you and I salvation. To inconvenient lives. To inconvenient lives for a long period of time. Just to bring you and I salvation. Hallelujah. Today, for the one who is saved, I want you to have these things in mind. As you celebrate Christmas. To ponder over these things. That God went a great length. God went great extent to bring you salvation. And so I want you to place a priceless tag on your salvation. I want you to place a priceless tag on your salvation. That God went great length to bring you salvation. Hallelujah. And for the person who is not saved, I want you to think of how serious and how dangerous, if these two words are just enough to describe, how serious and how dangerous a bargain you are making. Because I've realized that many people who are not saved, many people who have not received Christ, many people who have not given their lives to Christ, it is because they are banking their hopes on the fact that this is not true. They are banking their hopes on the fact that when I die, all of this is not true. And my friend, I say this, it is not worth taking the risk. It's not worth taking the risk. It's not wise taking that risk to bank your hope on the fact that this is not true. God went a great length and it's not worth taking that risk. It's not worth banking your hopes. Don't joke with your salvation. Do not joke with salvation. God went great lengths to bring you salvation. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, if you really understand the value of your salvation, if you really understand 
what God has saved you from, then there should be no one around you or there should be no reason why anyone around you should not receive salvation. There should be no reason why you should not extend this great gift of salvation to everyone that is around you. If you understand the value of your salvation, if you understand it, then no one around you should go without salvation. No one you know should be without salvation. You must offer everyone that is around you salvation. You must feel indebted, indebted that God has done such a great thing for you and it's not worth keeping it to yourself. Paul says something in Romans. Let me share with you. Romans chapter 1 and verse 13. He said, Now, I will not have you ignorant, brethren, that oftentimes I purpose to come unto you, but was let hitherto. That means I was hindered. He said, I purpose to come unto you that I might have some fruit among you also, even as among other Gentiles. I am debtor. You see, after Paul was saved, Paul understood the value of salvation. Paul understood what Christ went through. Because Paul was part of what Christ went through. Paul understood that truly it was God came from heaven. Truly it was God who stripped himself of his divine dignity. Paul understood. And so he felt debted. He says, I am debtor both to the Greeks and to the barbarians. Both to the wise and to the unwise. No matter who the person is. I feel debted to that person. I ought to offer everyone salvation to the wise and the unwise. To the Jews and the Greeks. He says, I am debtor both to the Greeks and to the barbarians. The wicked ones. The evil ones. The destroyers. I feel debted that they also deserve this great gift of God. So as much as in me, I am ready to preach the gospel to you that are at Rome also. As much as is me, I am ready to preach the gospel to you that are at Rome also. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. I feel debted to them. He says, I am not ashamed. I am not ashamed. For what God went through, I am not ashamed to preach the gospel. For what God went through, stripped himself of his divine dignity, I am not ashamed. I'm not ashamed that on the train, someone will refuse to hear me. I'm not ashamed. I'm not ashamed that I'll offer Christ and you'll snub me. I'm not ashamed. For what God went through, I am not ashamed. Beloved, this Christmas, let it remind you of what God has done for you and do not be ashamed to share Christ, to offer Christ, to offer that great gift of salvation to others. 1 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 16. 
First Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 16. I believe it's verse 16. First Corinthians 9. Yes. He says, though I preach the gospel, I have nothing to glory of. I have nothing to glory of. For necessity is laid upon me. Yea, woe unto me if I preach not the gospel. He says, necessity is laid upon me. I feel a necessity. When I think of what God went through, when I think of what God did to offer me salvation, I feel a necessity is laid on me. There should be no one around you. Your aunties, your uncles, your cousins, your brothers, your sisters, your friends, your co-workers that walk around you that do not know about this great gift of God. It's not just about Christmas trees and lights and food. A savior is born on Christmas Day. A savior is born on Christmas Day. A savior is born on Christmas Day. So he says, do not be afraid. Fear not. Fear not. For behold, for behold, I bring you great tidings. I bring you good news. I bring you the gospel. Fear not. I bring you good news. Good news of great tidings. I bring you the joy of great tidings. I bring you good news of great tidings which shall be to all people. It must be to all people. It must be to your friends, Gina. It must be to your friends, Auntie B. It must be to your cousins. It must be to your relatives. It must be to all people. He said, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day a Savior in the city of David. A Savior is born, which is Christ the Lord. Put your hands together for the Lord. And thank you, Stand to your feet. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Oh Jesus. I was born to be his dwelling. Oh Jesus. What God? Oh Jesus. What a God. What a God. That you thought of us, Syrians, ready to perish. We were on our way to perishing. You saved us. You saved us. You saved us. Yes. Oh, Jesus. Yes. 
every sacrifice you made we appreciate every land you went amen to offer us salvation we appreciate our salvation lord our salvation is priceless there is no tag we can place on our salvation we thank you lord we are grateful we glorify your name we love you lord we thank you with all eyes closed every head bow you are here this afternoon you are not born again you have not given your life to Jesus you have not received this great gift of God you feel in your heart that you feel very far from Jesus you feel that if you were to die today you don't have salvation from Christ you are not saved but this Christmas day this special day you are saying pastor pray with me I want to give my life to Jesus I want to receive Jesus Christ as my Savior beloved do not live here belittling the value of salvation do not leave this place belittling the value of salvation if you do not have Jesus Christ as your savior it is not worth the bargain to bank your hopes on the fact that this might not all be true beloved it is too risky a bargain if God went that extent to save you then he's saving you from something really great something that you do not want to encounter you are on a path to a place that God felt necessary to go through these processes to save you if you are here like that you want to receive Jesus Christ as your savior wherever you are just lift up your right hand and I'll pray with you you are saying pastor pray with me I want to give my life to Christ perhaps you were once a born-again Christian but you feel in your heart today that you feel very far from Christ you feel that the way your life is going if Jesus was to come today you will not be counted among the saved but today I offer you a great gift of God if that is you wherever you are just lift up your right hand and I'll pray with you anyone here like that anyone here you want to give your life to Jesus you want to give your life to Jesus father we are thankful and grateful we thank you Lord that we have found value priceless tag on our salvation we appreciate you Lord amen we thank you Lord amen. we appreciate every extent you went amen. to save us yes we glorify your name amen you deserve that glory amen you deserve that at the mention of your name every knee must bow amen. lord we will bow to your name amen. every knee will bow to your name amen. for you deserve amen. that honor Jesus. we glorify you amen. we thank you lord in jesus name amen amen why don't you clap your hands together
for Jesus and you may be seated. We hope you have been blessed immensely by this message. Join us at 1734 Williamsbridge Road in the Bronx on Sunday afternoons and Tuesday evenings. For copies of this and other messages, contact us via email at lci.bronx at gmail.com.